Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, one of the hosts for the longest-running Dynasty-focused podcast on the planet, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Each week, we'll bring you an episode packed with relevant and actionable Dynasty information that you can use to help win your league. When I'm in the host chair, we might even play a game or two. We are always open to topic suggestions, so if there's something you'd like to hear us discuss, please let us know. Thanks for listening. Um, and a DLF family, a podcast. That's Commissioner of Commissioners, John Bosch. So my daughter uh, told me a little riddle today. She actually drew the word five up on a chalkboard. So F-I-V-E. And I'll ask you the same thing she asked me. How do you turn this five into a four in two moves? I knew I knew that I knew that we were gonna get down and dirty here, Bosch. I had no idea we were, <laughs> it was gonna be in the first few seconds. This is what my kids do to me. <laughs> that's that's a tough one. Holy hell! That's uh, I, I like it though. Um, yeah, tell me. Erase the F and the E, and then you have the letters oh. IV, which is the Roman numeral for four. Oh, she thought she was oh. pretty clever and gonna pull one over on me. I managed. <laughs> I managed to get it. And she gave me a dirty look when I got it. It was pretty funny. In a sport where we number all of our, our all of our championships with uh, with Roman numerals, you would think that we'd be a little bit more accustomed to uh, to thinking in those terms. But. Without the Super Bowls being Roman numerals, or my reality job often using re- Roman numerals, I would not have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> so you actually you got that one? Yeah, yeah, I got it. She was. She was a little disappointed, I guess. I she kind of just gave me a look, like, "Oh, you weren't supposed to get the answer right." I just, you know, yeah. <laughs> like she just wanted to show that she was going to stump me. <laughs> I don't know if I ever would have got that. We might have been sitting here for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, let me let me uh, get this show completely started. Uh, it feels like I'm holding in a sneeze right now, so I got to get this last piece out. I am John among Johns. Hogan, this is the Super Flex Super Show. And yeah, like I said, I, I was picturing a, a very intellectual conversation here with you, Bosch, because uh, I, I've not had a conversation with you otherwise. Um, I Like I said, though, I did not expect that in the first 10 seconds <laughs> of the show. I thought we would at least get past the intro. <laughs> you said you said to bring something like a dad joke, and that's it. That's how that's my dad life right there is my kids doing that kind of stuff to me all the time. That's right. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But, uh, this is this is a show. I'm I'm actually uh, I'm I'm ashamed of the fact that I haven't had you on sooner because this is a conversation that I've wanted to put out there uh, into the universe for a long, long time. I mean, there's just so much to talk with you about. Um and you know we'll, we we want to go over some super flex stuff. Um, you you and I have kind of really kind of been on the front lines of the quarterback heavy approach. It seems like people are really kind of finally kind of coming around to the idea of it. So um, we're uh, we're going to be able to cement that a little bit and you know really drive it home for some people. 
Uh, I also want to talk you about talk to you about uh, 2020 uh, with some uh, very dystopian uh, hypotheticals coming coming our way all of a sudden. Um, but I think I need to start with this because you always have something going on. Like you're always you're always putting something out there for to to kind of keep people occupied. Um, you always have some, uh, and it's it's not just. It's not just normal dynasty startups either. You come up with with all kinds of stuff. So I'm wondering what you've got going right now. It usually has a, a charity uh, tint to it as well, uh, helping out Fantasy Cares. I'm just wondering if you have anything going at the moment or anything coming up. Yeah, so I just wrapped up. Uh, I, I was running a bunch of auctions. One of the big reasons I do it is because if I didn't do these, I would have a startup going at all times because I am addicted <laughs> to auctioning. Uh, I'm addicted to lineup construction. I'm addicted to fantasy football. I mean, I am a, I might have a little bit of a problem with it, but one thing that I do is like you said, I, I make sure all of these are for charity. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started running these uh, quarantine auctions where basically we just do a best, do a, do an auction. And then it's just gonna be for a best ball for this year. And we raised a bunch of money for gopantry.org, which is a local, well, gopantry.org is the website. Gopantry is the, 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 the foundation. Uh, and they're a local, local food bank that basically is providing kids with meals right now. And with kids not being in school, that's a, that's a big, big thing for a lot of people. A lot of kids rely on school for meals. So uh, that got cut a little bit short this year. So they're having... Uh, they need some extra help. So we've been doing a lot, a lot of work for them. The other thing that I have going on is, uh, it's just like a roster challenge. And this one is to benefit fantasy cares. This is all kind of under the fantasy cares umbrella. I mean, Scott has obviously created a charitable monster. So <laughs> the more I can get in with it, the better. Uh, but the toys for tots drive is the benefactor of the other thing that I'm doing, which is basically if you can just pick a roster, that's it. You pick the number of players, I think it's 12, and that's it. You submit your roster and you're done. You can pick any 12 players. The catch is they were $1 uh, a roster up until NFL free agency opened. Right now they're $2.50 a roster until the NFL draft. Then they're $5 a roster until preseason. And then uh -huh. once preseason starts, they're $10 a roster. So basically, and you can enter this as many times as you want, and there's always going to be a little bit more information, but then it's going to cost you a little bit more money. So uh, I think we had something like 650 entries at the $1 level, which is awesome. Uh, people were, you know, this was that started, I think, kind of right around the beginning of all this. Uh, and people just didn't have much to do. You know, we didn't have any sports to watch. We don't have draft best balls to be doing because that app is gone. R.I.P. So I was like, let's figure out a way to just have some fun with building a roster. And it's been fun because, you know, there's some people treating it like a GPP and going way off the wall. Uh, you can win money in this. I mean, not only does a bunch of money go to charity from it, but you can also win prizes. So it's a fun, fun challenge. I recommend anybody taking. You can, like I said, you, you can find that on my pin tweet at John Bosch FF. That one, that particular contest is my pin tweet right now. Man, that's a that's a fun. So you're buying information essentially. Yeah, you, you can you can get it really cheap without uh, with incomplete information, or you can uh, wait a little bit longer and and pay more. 
Um, yep. but you'll have more information that that's a, that's a fun. I didn't actually know about that one. I'm, I'm going to have to get in on that one. <laughs> um, fire but, some shots at it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and for a great cause as always. So yeah, that's a, yeah, a large, a large percentage of it. I think it's 40 or 50% of whatever it makes will end up going to the toys for tots drive for fantasy cares. Nice. And then of course there's uh there's just the ongoing stuff. You're on dynasty game night. Um, you guys are on uh, season three. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of. I don't think we did that season. I don't. Whatever the last season was, we didn't really do a tournament of champions. That kind of got away with away from us before we uh, just started recording regular episodes. So yeah, but we had we had Russ. You you know that guy Russ Fisher. He he jumped in our podcast as well, and he's kind of gotten us back on track a little bit. Yeah, that man. He's just kind of perfect for that, and then it also <laughs> allows you and Matt Price to uh, to play the game a little bit more often as well. So. Yeah, which but, is fun. Yeah. That's that's just kind of how Russ's mind works though. Like the 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 name game in particular. That's just kind of he I I think that he's been coming up with name games in his head well before Dynasty Game Night was even a thing. Like that's Sa- just a- sadly so have I. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, now you and you guys have all of us doing that now by the way. I I I very much am not a team name use a player pun like i i don't really like that yeah but that doesn't mean they don't hit me all the freaking time <laughs> and yeah. it's it's so sad <laughs> no. yep. found the, i found the use for it yay <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's a fun one i i uh i got to participate a few months ago and uh man i was doing so good and then we got to the player values part and i mean there's just no beating matt price at this point he just He's- He's like just his, really good. <laughs> his mind just is a calculator. Yeah, it's but. crazy. He's he's good at the player values. He's good at the ADP. He's he's good at that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, he's insane. Um and speaking of calculators, uh you also have the Dynasty Trades Calculator podcast, Dynasty Wall Street, uh with Kevin Cotillo and and Riley Bymaster. Um uh, that that one is on the DTC feed, right? That is. Yep. Okay. And yep. That one we usually just, uh, usually each one of us will bring like a player and we just kind of do a little dive on that value, the player, the, the value of that player versus other players in similar valued at the same position and stuff like that. And that's fun. We, we are just wrapping up. We just actually finished recording tonight. The final in a series that we talked about all of my, uh, 2021 expected values. I, I kind of do that a year in advance. And I put that out there and Kevin went through and grilled me on him. So nice. Uh, we did finish, just finished up tight ends tonight. Yeah. Nice. So dynasty game night is a ton of fun dynasty wall street. I mean, it, it uh, to me, it's still a fun listen. It's also extremely informational. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's one that is really useful to people because it does, it just kind of, like to me, and this is this is part of what you and I need to get to when it comes to Superflex, but so much of Dynasty football just in general is about player values, like especially this time of year when they're, you know, there's nothing that uh, that these players can actually go do to change, you know, their status. 
it's, you know, obviously we'll have, you know, there's roster management in the NFL. We've got, you know, free agents. We're going to have some incoming rookies. That's going to change some stuff. But for uh, for our purposes, the game right now is value. And that's uh, that's what you guys focus on, on the trade calculator. And that's something that I feel like people really just kind of need to focus on in general, like this time of year. That's That's what you should be thinking about. How do I get the most value on my roster? Way too many people are trying to set lineups right now. It's it's beginning of April. That's not that's not the game we're playing just yet. So um, we're going to have to get to stuff like that with you. I'd even love to talk uh, to talk about auctions with you if we have time. Um, that's an that's another one where you and I are just kind of in lockstep. And I feel like everybody would feel this way. It, I mean, you've actually said it before on Twitter, which is do an auction once and you're not you're not going to want to go back to drafting. Like, you'll either you, you'll either I've come around to it a little bit because there are some people that absolutely hate the auction experience. Yeah. But now now I basically say do an auction once and you'll either never do another auction. <laughs> but I really think what's going to happen is you're never going to want to do another draft. Yeah. Uh, the majority of people that try it once, they're like, oh, this is so much better. Yeah. So, so much better. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's more strategic. Um you know, you, you have the opportunity to come out of your startup with, I mean, uh, you know, for, for our purposes, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, get both of those guys on the same roster. That's not going to happen in a startup. Or in not a, unless, in a, you, in not unless you trade away like everything else. Yeah. Now, granted, you would probably have to spend, you know, 60% <laughs> of your auction budget. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're, you might end up with about the same roster, but yeah. it's doable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I, I don't know, to me, that's just, it's so much more fun. It's, it's so much more exciting and, you and know, it's actually fair. It's not just that too. There's not somebody, somebody doesn't just have an advantage based off of something completely random. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's my biggest pet peeve with drafts. I just can't, I can't <laughs> take that. Anytime I hear somebody like, Oh, you know, I I'm going to start up and I want to trade up from the one Oh seven to the one Oh one. What do I have to give? And I'm just like, Oh, what you should do is quit the league because why does that person, why do why do you have to give anything just because that person won a, won a randomizer, you know, that doesn't make them better than you, but you are already at a disadvantage and you have to pay through their nose to get up there to get Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Yeah. They definitely don't care what your one Oh six is worth. That's not going to be Mahomes or Lamar. <laughs> what about uh, it? What about draft. Kentucky Kentucky Derby style? Does that does that do anything for you? Does that help enough, or is it still no. just yeah? Because, <laughs> no, because there's like it, still that random. Okay, so so you you won the random thing. You get to choose yeah. what spot you want. What spot do you want to have in a super flex startup? The one hundred one. Well, <laughs> yeah, still one hundred one. What do Although, you want after that? The one hundred two. Like I mean, no, I I, from... I hate I hate random anything. <laughs> yeah. That, if you yeah, want to do that's... like if, if you want to do a draft and have it based on some sort of a competition or something like mm -hmm. I'd love the the ones that are like, let's have a poker tournament to decide it. Let's have a cornhole tournament. Let's have a full day Olympics to decide the startup like that stuff's awesome. I love that stuff. Yeah. But just going draft order was generated by blah, 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 blah. This person got the one on one. Now, that's just screw that. That's so unfair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I really hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the tough part, and I, I fully, I, I fully expect, and um, I mean, you've, I'm sure that you've thought about this, and you may have even come up with some ideas uh, for it. But I think that the the main argument at this point against auction is just the fact that you you can't trade. (laughs) That's such a lie. That's, that's just lazy. If you can't trade, Uh, there are easy ways you still have, you know, if, if it's run properly, you should have future budgets that you can trade. Look, you, you should have, you know, right now we're in 2020. If you're doing a 2020 startup, you should have 2020 rookie picks just like you would in a draft. But instead of those being a set pick, they're actually a percentage of your future auction budget. People don't like that, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's a little more complicated, I guess. That's scary. So sometimes in auctions, there's just no trading. And some people don't like it because, well, I don't know how much startup money should be equal to how much, uh, you know, future rookie money. Yeah, that's the point. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole point in an auction is you have to figure that out. Like, figure it out. Like, just figure that out. It's way more fun. It is definitely more dangerous. You can really screw up an auction startup if you're allowed to trade your future. I would not recommend doing an auction that doesn't allow trading because that seems extremely boring. You're right. Like, why would why yeah. why would you want to do that? Just yeah. let trading be part of it. And there's that solves the issue though. So what about for the the rookie drafts uh, from year two on? Do you still prefer auction or are you okay with NFL style drafting at that point? My preference is if you're going to do an auction league, have everything be auction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have charts, Scott Fish and Ryan McDowell have charts. We all have charts where it says, look, uh, the 101 is equal to this amount of a budget. You know, this is worth $300. And then the 112 is only going to be worth 150 or whatever, you know, I don't have the chart in front of me, but you, you get the point. Mm-hmm. So then at the end of it, basically you add all these picks together, you find out how much each one's worth. And that's the budget that people have then for that next rookie auction. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a disadvantage because somebody who had the 101 isn't a lock. Well, yeah. guess what? Just don't be terrible. Like <laughs> it, it, it kind of does de-incentivize uh, a little bit trying to just make your team terrible and going for the 101 and stuff like that because the 101 and the 102 and the 103, you know, there's a difference in the value, but it's not a significant difference. You don't just get this 101 and bam, you've Joe Burrow. Congratulations, you were the worst team. No, you still have to outspend people. And to me, that's just like you said, it's more strategic. And for me, it's way more exciting. Yeah. I don't, I don't play fantasy football because I really like football a lot. I do. It's a, you know, it's, it's fine, but I play it because I like the strategy and the excitement in fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess the, the argument for, you know, NF or uh, for auction rookie auctions is again, you know, like I said, like so much of this is value based. Like that's, that's kind of the, the real game within the game that we're talking about. And, you know, you, you kind of, you add value to every one of those rookie picks if you turn it into auction auction dollars because like there's another way to get to 101. Yeah. You know, and which so is, a third round pick, you know, if yeah. you get if you can just keep amassing third round picks, yeah, eventually they add up and they equal a second round pick. 
Yep. Or, you know, two seconds. A lot of people say two seconds equal a first. Not always, because you can't always trade two seconds <laughs> for a first. Like, you know, you can't trade two seconds for a late first. Yeah. But when it's auction dollars, they just add up and magically do equal that. So Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's so much better. To a point where, like, if you've got, you know, this is just kind of spitballing, but like, say you, you've got 107 and then like you just earned 107 and then you, you trade for, you know, 106, maybe like the, all of a sudden you've got, you've got the most rookie dollars. Like that's, that's kind of the, the thing we're talking about and which makes it harder to trade for 106 because that's, you know, all of a sudden it's got so much more value. So to me, that's the entire goal of this entire game. Everything that we're doing, it's, it's all about, you know, it, it, the more value you can get in your league's economy, the better off, you know, the better the league is going to be just in general, the more fun it's going to be, um, the more strategy is going to be involved and, and stuff like that. So, you know, there's, that that's to me, that's just kind of the goal. So that's kind of the, the argument for it. Um, speaking though of, you know, now that we've got your commissioner hat on and uh, got you, um, you know, fully, fully uh, worked up and ready to ready to think through some problems. Uh, there's an obvious <laughs> 800 pound uh, gorilla, uh gorilla shaped virus how about that <laughs> in the middle of in the middle of this entire game right now which is you know there's there's a non-zero chance and at this point i, I it feels like the probability 50 50 <laughs> yeah that we're not going to have an nfl season yeah. or, or at the very least like it's it's getting really hard to imagine this 2020 season starting on time and being played at you know for the 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 full amount of games which so uh, actually i like maybe this is my first question just because i'm not clear on this so the the new cba calls for a 17 game season was that going into effect in 2020 or 2021 do you know no it's not it's not this year i, yeah. I know that uh okay. i don't remember if it was 2021 or not but i i know it wasn't this year because i know i didn't have to make any adjustments for that <laughs> Oh, nice. So, <laughs> that's the only reason I know it, because I know, I know I'm going to have to make adjustments. Uh, yeah. I haven't fully figured out exactly what adjustments I'm going to make yet. We have, I want to see like what the schedules are going to look like. Will it be a double buy stuff like that? Um, yeah. but I don't, I don't know that we know those details just yet. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we do either, but I think it's 2021. So next off season, either way, we're definitely going to have to have you back to talk about, uh, some of the log logistics involved with that, but yeah, more, more pressing, I guess, is the fact that we, again, we might not have an NFL season and, uh, you know, or it could, it could start, you know, very late <laughs> and, and be a shortened season. And I think that that's kind of freaking some people out right now, rightfully so, you yeah. know, I think it, a, a lot of us have done multiple startups at this point. Um, and you know, when you do a startup, generally speaking, you're thinking in terms of, you know, this, this first season, what's year one going to look like, whether you're taking a win now approach or a productive struggle type approach, either way, you're kind of thinking in terms of, you know, what is, what is year one look like and what kind of start to this dynasty league can I get off of year one? And 
you know, the part of the problem would be if this season was canceled, if this NFL season was canceled, the player contracts would still, uh, you know, they, they would continue as if it was actually played. So at least that's the way I understand it. Like, um, you know, so we've got a, we've got a class of running backs who are rookies in 2017, who are going to essentially be on the last year of their contract here in 2020 and they might not step on the field. So all of a sudden, you know, I think, I think Christian McCaffrey might've been extended, but you know, guys like Leonard Fournette and Dalvin cook and Joe Mixon and, and Alvin Kamara, like all these guys are headed for free agency without playing a single game for you in, in, uh, in 2020. And now in 2021, you're looking at like these guys, who knows if they're going to get a contract, who knows if they're going to get, you know, re-signed, renewed, whatever. There's there's a lot to this, Bosh. So I'm curious, just kind of from a from a logistical standpoint, you're the commissioner of a league that just did a startup, and now you're looking at the possibility of not having a 2020 NFL season. What are your thoughts right now? So my first question is, are you, are you sure that the contracts go down a year? Because I've kind of heard mixed stories on that and I, I honestly don't know the answer either way so if you're if you're sure about it then that makes me uh extremely interested in a lot of players that'll be changing teams next year oh, yeah. i'm really curious about that yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up i i that's that's what i heard but yeah i mean it is it is hearsay a little bit i'm certainly not i'm not okay. certain but because yeah. i i have heard some reports where basically because this is almost like a, you know, an act of God scenario where there might just be, Hey, everything's just on hold. Uh, which then it makes me wonder about like, you know, the rookie, the guys that are being drafted this year, they're going to get signed and then not, not start seeing the payments. Like, um, I'm really curious how all of that works out. Uh, unfortunately the financial <laughs> implications of it are huge but they do very much interest me. And I really do want to see how the NFL handles all of this. Okay. So if they don't have a season, um, it's, it's pretty disastrous. Uh, for me, basically, since most of my leagues are auctions, the plan I'm kicking around in my head is everything will just get pushed back a year. Uh, people that have 2021 picks, those will basically become 2022 in 22, 22 will become 2023. Like it's going to be a lot of work. And then what will we do for the rookies that are coming out next year? Presumably there will still be an NFL draft. Um, the college teams, at least for like the spring sports that got canceled, I think they were extending uh, eligibility. So, you know, maybe the kids that were, are going to be seniors next year or juniors that would have come out early, maybe they don't come out. So maybe they have that extra year and they stay. So maybe it's a really small class. Maybe more people leave early because then they actually have finished up their their college career. Maybe they didn't play if there's no college season, but they will then be three years out of high school, so they'll be eligible. So that I mean that whole thing is a mess. Like yeah, of of who's actually going to be eligible for the NFL draft next year? I don't know that we are going to know that answer for sure until the fall, uh, until we find out if we are going to have seasons probably over the summer. I doubt they'll wait until September to, to make a decision. I'm sure we'll have an answer 
hopefully before that. I mean, at least training camps and stuff start, what, late July? So if they're really, if those aren't starting, then I don't know that they're going to be able to really start the season on time. Um, so what I'm doing for auctions, I would basically say everything's pushed back a year. If there is an NFL draft next year, which I assume there would be, we will just do probably like a flat rate auction budget. Everybody's get, everybody's going to get the same budget. That's not really fair. Um, there's no perfect fair way. If you have draft picks for it, uh, I mean, that's just a, if you have a draft based league, it's a disaster. Uh, I think you're, I think what you need to do, the process needs to be, have a really open discussion with your league. Talk about it openly say, you know, I don't really know what to do as the commissioner here. This is not anything that we've come across before where basically we aren't going to have a season. So you can't determine the order of the picks for next year. You straight up cannot say, well, it's the same as the year before because then somebody's basically getting the one Oh one twice. You can't really say, well, we're going to go in like reverse order. Cause then that's the advantage of somebody that was a champion. I think you have to randomize those, which is to me like, ugh, that's gross. <laughs> um, which makes me like auctions even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because at least then I can say, all right, we're just going to have one year where everybody's getting a flat rate. You know, it, it's not ideal, but it's less unfair than a lot of the other options. I, there's there's really no great way to handle it if there's a canceled year. I think what'll happen is it might break some leagues. Um, hopefully your league is strong enough that, you know, the owners are a good enough group that they enjoy playing together and they understand the situation. If it's, if it's a group that maybe isn't as tight and they take it extremely seriously and it's more than just a fun hobby, I could see some people getting really bent out of shape at how the decision is made, but there, you got to understand the commissioner is in a, just a terrible spot. I mean, yeah. somebody is going to get screwed there, there. If the 2020 season doesn't happen, there is no way <laughs> that somebody's not getting screwed. So my thoughts on it are, I'm going to try and do what I can to do the least amount of damage to each individual owner. Everybody's probably going to have to take a little hit somewhere. It's somebody's going to lose an advantage somewhere. Somebody's going to gain someone, but look, I'll just say, I mean, I'll be extremely open with my leagues and I'll just say, it's either this or the league's going away. I mean, it's it's that simple. Like, this is how we're going to have to do it. If you've got a better suggestion, throw it out there, but be ready. Like, you're going to get, a, you're probably going to get attacked from one side or the other. Uh, so when it's going to be, ultimately it'll end up being my decision as the commissioner to figure this out and try and guide the league through. And hopefully leagues understand that. Like I said, I think I think there will be leagues that don't understand that. And I think there will be leagues that will crumble because of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, which is, uh, <laughs> there's a whole other piece to this that we're going to have to get to in just a second. Um, which is, you know, holding a league together when you don't have anything you're actually playing for, you know, a year. Like, and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, my, from an entry, from an entry fee standpoint, I mean, my, my plan yeah. already is basically, all right, well, if 2020 gets canceled, you've paid your 2021 entry fee, mm -hmm. but are we having to pay site fees still? We will still be using the site. The site's still going to be maintained. We'll still, we're still going to be making trades on the site. Yeah. So I assume we would have to make another, another pay another site fee. 
So basically my plan for that is, all right, if that's the case, that's kind of my plan. Maybe we get a little discount or something for sticking, you know, sticking through. I've already paid all my 2020 league fees. Uh, I've already paid MFL on all of them because I pay early because you get a discount. Uh, so I don't expect to get that back. Maybe some of it will roll to 2021, which would be awesome. But if it's not, I mean, I'll just, uh, again, I'll be extremely open with my league and I'll be like, all right, it's, you know, everybody's got to kick in five bucks to, mm -hmm. to cover the MFL fee. The rest of the, the rest of the prize money is still in the pot from last year. So there's no additional entry fee, you know, but we have to cover the site fee. This is something that I have thought about a lot in the last few weeks because it's, yeah. it's got me a little nervous. I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, I want there to be an NFL season for a lot of reasons. One of them is because this is going to be a major headache for me. If it's, if there's right. not, like from a commissioner standpoint, I mean, I've got all these charity leagues that I run. I don't have a disclaimer in there. I wish I did. And in the future I will. That will say if the NFL season is canceled for any reason, all the money is donated. Like that will, I, I, I'm almost positive Scott has that in some of his. <laughs> uh, like if this league breaks up or if for some reason the, the, something fails, all the money goes to charity. Like I don't have that disclaimer in there. I will probably just tell everybody, like, look, this is what's going to happen unless you want it back. I mean, I, for a lot of these leagues, the prize money isn't huge because the majority of the money already goes to charity. So like, I don't feel like splitting up a little bit of money, you know, 16 ways. I don't want to, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like splitting 50 bucks up 16 ways and sending out three and $4 PayPal's to a bunch of different people. So I probably will just say like, look, it didn't happen. Does anybody, we're in a, if it's still, if it's, if we don't have an NFL season, like our country is going to be in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. There will be people that will need help. I am sure that nobody will have a problem with me saying, all right, these are just canceled and I'm just sending the money to charity and we're moving on. Yeah. You know, hopefully you got your 10 bucks worth of enjoyment out of the auction. I think you probably did. And the chat that goes along with the auction, <laughs> you know, if you got a problem with that, let me know. But I, maybe I could, maybe I could hold them over and run them the next year. But again, like if you have to pay site fees, that pretty much just kills it and stuff. So yeah, oh, there's a lot up in the air. These are the, these are the things that run through my head. <laughs> And, and those are just the logistics, like there's still yeah. the, the league morale side of it. So real quick, like, so the, just kind of doing a little research here, um, the answer to the player contracts thing is there isn't really an answer <laughs> yet. Like they're, they're, they're going to have to make it up and they're just going to have to, both sides are just going to yeah. have to agree. Like the players union and ownership is going to have to just it's going to be like, how are we in our fantasy football leagues? What the hell do we do? Nobody, nobody expected this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for the NFL, it, it, I, you know, kind of the, the thing is, it's like, y you can't not pay these players. Like they need, they're going to need the money, you know, so the, the superstars obviously are fine. Like they've got several, you know, tens of millions of dollars in the bank from their guaranteed contracts, but you know, you've got long snappers who are making yeah. like, you know, a hundred bucks a day or something like that. <laughs> I think like, they make a little more than that, but yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. But, yeah. it, but um, if they're paying them, then does it advance the contract? Like they got paid for that. It's, uh, it's a. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and at the same time, you know, you can't really expect the, the NFL to pay these players the full amount when, you know, uh, so much of the, the contract negotiations is based on, you know, the, the, the TV rights and, you know, the, the royalties that they're going to get from the NFL season, that, that money's just not going to be there. 
yeah. you know, billions and billions of dollars um, that are, that are, you know, that the NFL was kind of counting on that won't be there. So, yeah. The, so there's going to be a negotiation where, you know, it's probably uh, pro- the two, the two pronged negotiation between the NFLPA and the league itself is going to be, you know, ha- what, and how, what, if anything, do we pay these players? And, um, you know, are we going to make up the fact that we can't pay them the full amount by giving them a full year of eligibility um, off of their contract, essentially? So, you know, those who, you know, so those who would have become free agents in 2021, like, you know, we're going to allow them to, to get there, um, you know, in return for the fact that they're not getting paid the full amount uh, as agreed upon. So like, that's, that's kind of the stuff. So, you know, back to league morale, like you almost kind of want that to happen. You know, you almost, you need some kind of movement in the NFL. So, you know, the idea that, that Dalvin cook just kind of is an example is now he's going to get to free agency in 2021 like that at least changes his value somewhat so that there's something to do in your league, which is, you know, now all of a sudden these players have kind of, um, you know, they've, they've got kind of volatile value a little bit. So, you know, all of a sudden there's something to, to base your trades on. You can buy low on somebody who's going to hit free agency, or you can, you know, sell high on, on, somebody who, you know, who might not end up with a, with a contract going forward or, you know, might not, you know, speculatively speaking could end up, uh, on, in a bad situation. Um, you know, especially with these running backs, that's, that's kind of what happens to them. They get through that rookie deal and all of a sudden it's just, you know, I mean, it, it the, the range of service move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like kind of best case scenario is they're Melvin Gordon. They get a, a essentially a one year deal somewhere to finish out their career. And it's so like that, that that's almost, uh, I don't know. Like it, it always sounds dirty to talk about these players that way, but whatever, I'm going to do it anyways, because like, we almost want that, like that actually gives us, you know, something happening that we can, that we can, you know, base these values on and kind of work with. Cause otherwise I I don't know how you keep people interested. And, and I'm curious if you, if you thought of anything. Yeah. So since I, since I don't know if that's how the NFL will work it out or not, I mean, yeah. like you said, if they do work it out that way, then at least there is a small change, uh, you know, and that's only temporary. I mean, it's not like that's something that changes on a weekly basis when we have an NFL season. And, you know, even though we play dynasty on a weekly basis, things happen and stuff changes in season. And we have all kinds of off season events and markers. So much just changes, changes, changes. That's why this is so much fun because the variables shift constantly. It, dynasty football probably won't be very fun for a year. I mean, I, that's honestly, that's my, that's, that's really, that's my opinion is it will probably be kind of stagnant. You might try to, you can try to force action in leagues, but ultimately you can't. I mean, if you have an if you have a chat where owners are active, the owners will continue to be active. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen it in plenty of your chats. I, I see it constantly in mine. People are talking about everything that's going on in the world, <laughs> you yeah. know, 
So it's still an active group with each other. Sometimes it's not always football active. And if we have to go a year without the NFL, uh, it's really going to be far from. And I mean, I include in a lot of my leagues, I include all kinds of events to kind of spur some activity. In a lot of my leagues, I run a March Madness competition where you pick eight teams from the tournament and you get points based on their seeding and stuff like that. And there's a salary cap involved. And so you have to stay under it. We ain't going to do that this year. The people that get that, usually you get like, if it's a bankroll league, you get like an extra five bucks uh, in bankroll. So it's not like, it's not a huge thing, but it's something everybody kind of likes to do. It's fun. Yeah. It has nothing to do with football because it's based on March Madness. Right. But that's the thing that spurs a little bit of activity. So, you know, in that time in March, everybody comes back to the chat if it's been inactive and, and talks, even if it's for just a, you know, a day here and a day there, you know, the, the, the opening weekend was always a big time to talk. And then, of course, when you get to the final four, you kind of know who's about to win. And there's a little bit of a chat going on that. So I really I, I try to come up with things. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to keep active, but even that stuff's going away. Uh, so if we don't have an NFL, I, we are, we're just in a place where I think everything's going to be in a holding pattern for, for these leagues. Hopefully the leagues can go through it. I mean, a lot of times people, if they like the league to begin with, it, it's not going to matter one way or another. It's not going to break up and fall apart. I think weak leagues will fall apart. I think strong leagues will stay together. So Hopefully if you're hopefully if you're out there, you're not just you're not just joining 12, 15 random leagues because you're bored, because they <laughs> might just be gone by this time next year. You know, the yeah. like you know, it's been said on Twitter a million times that dynasties are popping up constantly right now. Next year at this time, orphans are gonna be at an all-time, all-time high. People are going to be less bored this time of year next year. So yeah. hopefully you're getting two years of dues up front for any dynasty you start right now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it, and it, man, that's, that's kind of the best you can do. Cause unfortunately, I mean, there are going to be people who just kind of lose interest in the game itself. And people like, might, people will find other interests and yeah. they're going to find that they like doing other things and maybe they don't need football as much. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs fantasy football when you've got TikTok? So, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what's coming. Unfortunately, when I can watch marble racing, why do I? Why would I need to sit down and watch you know ten hours of football on a Sunday? <laughs> yeah, especially... don't get me wrong. I'm a junkie, and I can't wait to watch ten hours of football on a Sunday. But you know, oh yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> it's probably yeah. more than that. It's probably about what is it? Yeah, probably ten, ten to twelve hours. We'll say. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, the entire day is committed to it. And... Yep. My wife hates it, but <laughs> <laughs> 16 days a year. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Days. Well, then exactly. there's the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's two. Oh, yeah. It's Saturday. Oh, yeah. Monday, Monday night, Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. But those are only for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the rest of the year, I'm I'm doing chores and whatever else. So, doing puzzles no, with her right now. So. I'm usually setting up leagues and stuff. So no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> We've had a lot of family time the last few weeks. It's been nice. very nice. Yeah, that's good. So, um, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's really an answer to give on that. I know that we haven't really given an answer, but I'm not totally sure what it would be anyways. I, mean, uh, I think, I think the answer is right now is the time to start, discussing it a little bit with your leagues. 
Yeah. I mean, throw the throw the question out there. I've seen it discussed in several league chats that I'm in, you know, what are we going to do if there's no 2020? And at least the response I've seen so far is like, everybody is pretty much in the same place of, look, we'll figure it out. Like it's not, it's not going to break this league. I'm not going to leave if we don't have a 2020 season. And, you know, at that point, people aren't going to be, this is not, this will not be the priority if we are at a point in our country where we do not have football in 2020. That's bad. I mean, this is right. of all the things to get canceled. Football is the heartbeat of America. Like there is <laughs> so much money involved not just because people like football. I mean, it's because of the money there is March madness got canceled. That's a huge financial loss in NFL season. I, I don't even want to know what the, what the amount is. Like we were, you were talking earlier, you know, the TV contracts, everything involved. Think about all the local businesses that live on those Sundays in the fall. Like that's, yeah, it's a huge impact. So I really do think like given the choice, they will try and make it so that football is when our country kind of opens again. I, you know, if they can't get it open sooner, I think there will be a lot of work done to basically, I, I think there will be plenty of options talked about playing in empty stadiums, you know, testing every single player, every single official, every single coach before the games. And if somebody tests positive, I don't know that you, I don't think you can play the game then. So maybe they, maybe they start thinking about ways to, to test a few days in advance and yeah. then do it. You know, if somebody tests positive, that person's removed and you test and test everybody, you know, the next day, the next two days, they've probably been exposed. I, there's, it, it can take, <laughs> it can take 10 days, you know, 10, 14 days to show symptoms, uh, to test positive even. So like, we, we don't know any, of that. we don't really know, uh, even if, 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 if that would be the, the right way to do it. But, I bet you they're going to explore every single possibility. That would be expensive to yeah. test that many people involved. Mm, but I bet you ESPN would put the bill. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. ESPN has nothing to show right now. I bet you, I bet you they would literally make it so they could, if the NFL were to be able to come back and nothing else has come back yet, the ratings are going to be insane because of how much people are going to be craving live sports by then. I, I miss it on a day. I miss sports on a daily basis. And I don't even, I don't even pay attention to a lot of sports out of the NFL, but I miss being able to, I miss like the opportunity to turn on some sort of a live competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like watching any, any type of live competition. I, I mean, basketball, I love, and man, that was just heartbreaking to not have March madness this year. So I can't imagine what it would be like to not have an NFL season. Yeah. March Madness, man, that's that is the number one sporting event, at least for me. That's the number one sporting event, uh, uh, even over the Super Bowl. I'll take March Madness over the Super Bowl. It's just so much fun for you know an entire month essentially. So that, I would probably take it too because my daughter is my oldest daughter has really gotten into college basketball. So we have a we have a lot of fun. Nice. The last thing, so the last thing we actually got to do. We actually did go to Indianapolis uh, and watch Northern Kentucky University win their conference championship, and then the next day, basically everything got canceled. Yeah, like Jeez. so they were they were, we we saw them win and they were going to the big dance and and then everything got canceled. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> man, yeah, it's so brutal. So I mean, I think the most likely scenario, by the way, is just that 
yeah, by by September, I think we've got rapid testing. Like probably worst case scenario is the league kind of is the NFL, you know, the start to the NFL season gets pushed back a little bit because, you know, that at this point, OTAs mini camp, that's pretty much out the door. Rookie yeah. camp, like all that. I, I can't imagine that. We're talking that when happened. can they open a training camp? Yeah, which which they need some of that. They need the preseason. You know. <laughs> yeah, they do, we don't. They do a little, but obviously, obviously, they're, I mean, they're already getting shortening it a little bit in the future. So, yeah, uh, you know, I think, yeah. I think, I think they could probably get by on like, okay, two weeks, let's play one preseason game or two. Yeah. And then let's get going. Like, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you they would uh, be okay. They, they could get by and still put out the product on the field doesn't even have to be great. It would just be having a product on the field. Right. We'll beat, we'll beat anything. Nobody is going to complain about a bad Thursday night football game. At least they better not. <laughs> if I see one person on Twitter complain about Thursday night football, I'm going to remind you what it was you. like in March of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> like you dying. to well, watch. We, we would have watched, we would have watched professional bowling at that point. So yeah, anything. Yeah. That's that's definitely true. I, and I, I think that the most likely scenario is that they is probably, you know, empty stadiums, rapid testing for all the, you know, players, staffs, coaches. Um, so many uh, people, reps. though, like the odds, the odds of at least one person testing positive. Yeah. And then and then then the question is, how do you respond? And do you cancel that game? And then does like at what point are you able to try and make it up? Stuff like that, because. Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, it's not great, but that that is something they're going to have to figure out. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, there's yeah. a lot of smarter, uh, probably lawyers and accountants. I'm going to guess are going to be the uh, the two main people. You know, maybe there will be some medical staff in there too. But let's be honest, it's the NFL. It's it's probably a lot of lawyers and accountants trying to figure out how to make it work. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I shouldn't joke it's... there. I'm sure there's some medical staff involved as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, man. Unfortunately, we kind of uh, took that to a very dark, bleak place. I, I just don't Sorry. know way around it at this point. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I mean, that's what a, it like is. I said, it's a, I'm glad that we're having, I'm glad you wanted to have this discussion and I'm glad I get to have it with you because it's something I think about <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, I think the healthy thing to do right now for your league is to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't wait, you know, open, open that conversation up right now. Find out what do you guys think we should do if this happens? I mean, that's it's an important question to ask because you simply can't put the entire decision on your commissioner. I mean, that's that's not fair to your commissioner. I consider myself to be a fairly strong commissioner. I don't mind making tough calls. And eventually this will be my decision on what I do with my leagues that I run. But my leagues aren't made up of just me. Like my leagues are, they have my owners in them. Like, I mean, there's a relationship there. So I want to, you know, I, I will definitely get input from everybody. And I'm going to listen to smarter commissioners than me. God, yes. Like I, I look forward to hearing what Scott and Ryan both have to say about this. I know they've been having some discussions about it. So. Yeah. They talked a little bit about it on the latest commission impossible. I think they're, they're probably going to get, you know, even more down and dirty with, uh, yeah. with like what happens if there's no league, you know, yep. we're they're they're not quite there yet. Um, but I, I yeah, I think it's going to get there. So, and, uh, you know, not only having the conversation, I think that if you're going to 
commission a league and and you're going to do the startup when you write out the bylaws there probably oh, yeah. needs to be something included about yeah if you're starting a league right now you need to be up front about it yeah yeah and and you know in that case it's it might not be like if you're going to start a league um you just decide that you want to start a new league today and you know you start going going out and finding people to join this league so this league hasn't actually been been created yet it's all conceptual so when you write the bylaws just make a decision like it's not even it's not even about um you know getting people's opinion just yet i think it, you just put in there what you would want to do now if you've got an existing league then you know i could definitely you, you know you're you're definitely going to want to reach out to everybody but the, like the problem is you're going to, I am already kind of seeing this. You're going to get a pretty split decision. You're going to have the people who, you know, uh, did a startup here in, in 2020, like in February. And they ended up with guys like Tom Brady and, and um, you know, Philip rivers and, you know, some yeah. of the, some uh, kind of a, a taking kind of a win now type approach essentially. And uh, they're not going to be okay with, you know, just, just kind of acting like 2021 is, is 2020. They're going to be like, I drafted this team for 2020, not for 2021. Like I wouldn't pay for this roster in 2021. I would do it in 2020. And then you're also going to have people who drafted a, you know, a fairly young roster who are going to say, Oh yeah, I'm not giving up this roster. There's no way, you know? So. Yeah. I saw that floated around, uh, you know, we've seen all kinds of things float around on Twitter, but one of the things I did see floated was, should we just do a complete redraft? Like a, just a complete start over next year. Yeah. And all I'm thinking is. That's going to piss people off. Man. Yeah. You're definitely not going to have the same group. So, I mean, basically you're just going to have a league fall apart and then start a new league. Like, yeah, <laughs> which I, I guess, um, but that's why I, I don't trust a lot of the leagues that have started in the last two months. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's hopefully, hopefully they're a strong group. And if they're playing together to play together, then those, then those leagues will be fine. But if they're playing together because they had nothing else to do. And then, like you said, if, if attitudes get in the way over the next year and the NFL season doesn't happen, those leagues are going to be dead. I mean, right. I, I don't, I don't see any way around it. Or at yeah. least three of the owners are going to be gone and they're going to be looking for three new owners to come in, take over teams that were drafted, you know, for 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now you've got a one-year-older Tom Brady and a one-year-older Philip Rivers. And what contracts are they on now? Right. You, you know, you've got Melvin Gordon. What, who, who the hell is he playing for at this? You know, it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's sorry to make a mess. That's kind of all there is to it. It will. But just, Hey, if you're an owner, bring it. If you're an owner, bring it up to your commissioner. Ask her, ask if they've started to think about a plan. Now yeah. is the time to start thinking about it it's not time to start thinking about it in September. Like yeah. this is dynasty. We play year round. So it's something that should be thought about and discussed year round. It's not something that should be wait. You should wait until the last, until it's too late. I mean, you have to start figuring out options now. Yeah. Hopefully you don't need it, but yeah, you've got to have that, that plan there. One idea that I kind of came up with, I want to bounce off of you because I had somebody ask me, you know, if, if 2020 was canceled, what, what would you do? Would you redraft or would you just, you know, just move forward with uh, these rosters that you just drafted? 
And um, in in and they, they they did they presented the argument. You know, on one side, there's a guy who wants to redraft because he drafted for 2020. On the other side, there's a guy who drafted for you know long term who doesn't want to lose this roster. So to me, like the, the kind of the compromise I came up with, I'm sure you're going to find holes in this. <laughs> so, which is, which is exactly why I'm presenting it to you. I want to, I want to know like how we can perfect this for people. Um, or, and maybe it's just throw it in the trash. Maybe that's the way to do it. But so anyways, the kind of the, the compromise to me would be kind of a modified keeper league. So essentially, um, you can keep as many players as you want on your current roster. You can even keep, you know, the, uh, you, you can, you can keep your entire roster. You can throw your entire roster back. And then some sort of compensation pick for anybody you get rid of or. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it, what it would amount to is a first round, uh, a first round pick for, you know, if you want to keep one player, you give up your first round pick. And then, you know, obviously we could say, you know, the, the auction equivalent, um, of a first round pick. So basically um, all the way through, ba- yeah. you, you to basically do a, a complete startup over again, mm-hmm. but you're deciding to just throw, you know, okay. So I'm going to give up my, are, are they giving up the player that they picked there? Are they giving up? Are they getting back the round that they picked the player in? No. No. So, so yeah. it's just, and no matter what player you give up, yep. you're getting like the first player you give up, you're giving up your first or the first player you decide to keep, you're giving up your first round pick. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing that we could do in that dispersal is include those uh, include 2021 rookie picks so that there's some incentive to actually clear some roster space, throw some players back with a chance to potentially get some 2021 rookies. So how, how are you determining the 2021 order or just are you, or would you just be putting the 2021 rookies in the, in the draft? Yeah. In the dispersal. Okay. So have people already traded 2021 draft picks? Uh, Not at this point. No. Okay. I would lock that before. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know for anybody out there with a league right now that, that you're a little bit worried about, I would lock, I would lock <laughs> trading honest to God. Like, I don't, I don't know how you can trade a 2021 draft pick in a draft pick league right now, unless you have some sort of a contingency plan for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you just tell your, or you just tell everybody, look, we're just going to proceed. I mean, but that's a plan. You've already yeah. addressed it because if somebody thinks they're trading a 2021 pick and then you do something completely different from what they were expecting, you're going to hear about that. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So, so just put a little message on the message board right now. Hey, we will just be proceeding as is, whatever. You make the decision, post it, or have a discussion, talk about it, make a decision, post it. Because the 2021 pick values are going to change. Yeah. Because we don't know. I mean, I, we have, I have no, I, no idea how it's going to affect who can come out in 2021. Right. I mean, just the, the, that aspect is ridiculously complicated. Do yeah. they let just a bunch of people now you're eligible to come out? I mean, the rule is three years after you graduated high school, right? Like that's yeah. that's the rule that you're eligible for the NFL. 
Yeah, maybe and there's, it, and maybe there's has, a pawn, maybe 2021 picks, maybe 2021 seconds all of a sudden are huge <laughs> right. because there's this huge, like, that's like, you know, or maybe it would that uh, kick it back a year and be, tw- no, I don't, maybe it would kick it back and be 2022s. If everybody gets, if every, if all the players get an extra year of eligibility for missing the 2020 season, yeah, you know, and then they play in 2021, plus then everybody that got, you know, acquired a year out of high school. <laughs> Like all of a sudden, that 2022 class could be smashed with people, right? Yeah. Oh man, that's that's a mess. Yeah. Um, redshirt underclassmen, redshirt oh freshmen and sophomores, like they're they're just kind of getting a free year essentially of not getting hit. And all yeah. Now all of a sudden, you get to become a millionaire. So you're specifically, you know, I don't mind that compromise if the league's on board with. Was the league on board with it? Hmm. see i when did this when did you do this startup when did it start so this isn't actually mine this was somebody else's who just kind of asked me like you know as as a commissioner what would you do in this case and i you know i i said i mean this is kind of the best i can come up with for you yeah i i don't i don't hate the idea i mean it's it's not ideal but like i said there's there is nothing that's ideal right I, i think a big sticking point would be like the 2021 rookies, but if they haven't been traded yet, if none of those picks have been traded, I think I would probably just include all the 2021 rookies in this. It's not a dispersal. It's not a, not a startup, but the, uh, like a secondary startup or whatever, whatever, whatever we want to term it. Kind Um, of a keeper type of. Yeah. Because people are definitely going to be willing to give up their first round pick in this, secondary startup thing, whatever it is. Uh, and I, I would think that people would just, there would probably be plenty of people that would keep, you know, three, four or five people. Then the decisions are going to have to start getting made. Like, yeah. Ooh, do I really want to keep this sixth player and give up a guy when I could have a chance of getting these, these new rookies that they're going to be jumping in. And honestly, it's probably going to be way before that. I mean, look at how quickly, Oh man, that throws another wrench in it. Because <laughs> think about how quickly these rookies now get taken in startups. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't last. So in order to, you could, you could keep nobody. And if everybody else keeps a bunch of people or even keeps, you know, two or three people, let's say every other team keeps two or three people. So you have to make it blind. First of all, yep. you have to make it blind and have your, everybody is sending who they're keeping to a third party. That's not associated with the league. Um, <laughs> because if somebody knows everybody else is keeping two or three, it's real easy to say, I'm just not keeping anybody. And then I just literally get the first two rounds. Yeah. And I can just go boom rookies straight down the line. Like, so it's there. It's, it's not ideal. Uh, I, I mean, I think from a drafting standpoint, that might be the best, you know, what you, what you suggested might be at least the, it's probably the least unfair. And that's, that's what we're striving for now is the least unfair. Yeah. It's going to be unfair. People are just going to have to accept that there is no fair way to do this Uh, going forward. I mean, like you said, anybody starting league now, they should have this plan already in the bylaws. It should be there and explained. And then nobody has a problem with it. But when you're talking about something that just happened a few months ago, like mm-hmm. a startup, yep. you're having to make adjustments. There would be a large part of me that if I commissioned a league that did a startup this year with a group that I was tenuous 
it all about. I might straight up tell them if there's no 2021 season, no 2020 season, we have two options and it's this, which is exactly like the plan I described, whatever that plan is as the commish, mm -hmm. we have two options, this or the league is not happening. Like, and we can just, we can try it again next year. You know, hopefully it'll be a different situation. Like you said, just kill the league and start over. Um, and I would almost say I need unanimous approval if we're going to just go with this plan again, have the discussion. But once you have your plan, if I, if nothing has really happened with the league right now, I think I would pretty much tell people like, this is just how it's going to be. Or the league is just dead. Right. Which, you know, that runs, you run the risk of having a league get killed over that. But I'd rather just not have a league than have a league where half the people are going to be pissy and upset. <laughs> right. I mean, don't don't have people in your league that are constantly pissy and upset. Everybody knows who they are. If you have that person, <laughs> fucking get rid of them. Like, right. <laughs> you yep. know, the, the, in fun leagues, this will not be much of an issue. Yeah. But we're not talking about just those leagues. There are plenty of leagues where they are held together by somebody putting in a lot of effort to keep owners doing what they need to do. Yeah. Those leagues, those leagues probably will. Those are weak leagues and they'll struggle. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think your suggestion is a is a it's a it's a it's a pretty not unfair one. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, like so. And I mean, people get to make their own decision then at least it's, it's yeah. in their power, what players they keep. And yeah. everybody knows the risk of keeping a bunch of players is that somebody else might sneak in. Cause you have no other way. You have to put the 2021 rookies in that player pool because there is no other way to determine unless you do a flat rate auction. Uh, <laughs> but if it's a draft pick league, you can't do that. There is no fair way. And what are you going to do? Just say, okay, we're just going to randomize the draft order for the rookie draft. Like <laughs> that's a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> so There's I, I have, word I've random that, again. I have seen that floated around. Well, we'll just make 2021 a the the 2021 rookies will just be a random draft order. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, seriously, what if the person that won the 101 lottery of the startup? wins the 101 lottery of the 2021 random rookies? Like that's just, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I would quit the league immediately. <laughs> then you've got the frozen ping pong ball uh, yeah. theories coming out. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I would be out so fast. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I suggest doing a flat rate auction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the way to go is move it to an auction. At least then everybody gets a little bit of something and has a chance. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't really think of a, of a great way to do it. I think your suggestion is pretty on point. I think there's going to be people that probably have to follow that kind of a path in order to do something like this. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't, I can't think of, I, at least I haven't thought of another way to, uh, you know, minimize, like you said, the amount of people who are going to be pissy, like in the, in this, we're is in dam gonna... we are in damage control mode at this point. I mean, that's, yeah, there, there's, there's no other way to, you know, you can't sugarcoat that. Like, yeah, we are in save the league damage control mode. Like this is what will happen. You yeah. have, you either have to go along with it or leagues are just going to be dead. Yeah. So either make exactly. up your mind. You want to have the league, then jump on board. And if not, 
Yeah. You're going to have to find another league. And there will be some people to be like, okay, good. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> they were and probably, they probably weren't really all that far in anyways. They probably had a financial commitment in it and they were looking for a way out. So yeah, so, And something was going to come up regardless of if you had a 2020 season or not. Like yep. that, that all that, their it's, bullshit always rises to the top at some point. <laughs> like, yeah, this will this will show a little. There, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, you know we've we've seen this floated around as well that there will be a lot of uh, babies born out of this and there will be a lot of marriages ended out of this. <laughs> yep. There will be a lot of leagues that uh, also end out of this. And there are, are a lot of die. leagues that are being born out of this. Yeah. So leagues are going to die. Fantasy football players are going to become f- fantasy. League of uh, Legends. Was, yeah, there you go. I have yeah. not jumped on that train yet. No, yeah, me either. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a gamer at all. My former co-host Addison Hayes, he, uh, he would, um, he would gladly try and convert me, um, <laughs> and, uh, but I, I just, I can't imagine that being any fun. I got to be honest. I don't. Think see of the it. amount of time we would have if there's no <laughs> NFL season, like, and then, but we have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like I can't say like, oh good, that's like that's sweet. That's you know, sixteen more days I can go to an amusement park. Right. Because none of those are open. Yeah. <laughs> so, or some kind of self-improvement, yeah. learn something, like take uh, a something like that. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm too old for that already. Is, none so. of that's gonna actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, like, and by, by that them. point, by that point, Netflix and Hulu will be out of shows because they yeah. haven't been able to make anything. Uh so at that point, like we won't have any new shows to watch. Yeah. <laughs> there won't be any new movies coming. Cause like everything, all those productions have stopped. Yeah. Oh man. Just cartoons. We'll have cartoons. Cause you can do that remotely. That's true. <laughs> everything will be animated. That's true. <laughs> oh my God. Can I buy stock in an animation studio? Yeah. That I can. That's Even our idea. reality shows are going to be animated. That's going to be a trip. Oh, they'd be able to do. I didn't watch it, but I heard a lot about it. Well, I think I don't, I don't remember what service it was on, but wasn't there some like dating show where the people just like were, they were in their own room and like never met somebody, but all the interactions were virtual or something. Blind love or something like it's something like, I bet you that show takes off and they make more seasons of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everybody is, everybody is at their own house already in front of a computer. And that's just how we connect with people ever now. Yeah. This is perfect. Let's make a hundred seasons of it because that's all we can make. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And it becomes very relatable all of a sudden, too. Like yeah. that's how you fall in love. That's how you get married. Like all of it just happens over Zoom. Dear God, thank God we're not dating right now. I like, know. How do you yeah. how do people date right now? Like you can't. Oh no, man. yeah, you can't. All you right. can still swipe on tinder but yeah you uh, can't get anywhere for what yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know exactly how that works but i'm pretty sure there's a a reason you swipe behind it and, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. yeah i guess people chat maybe huh? I guess. Yeah. There, there's options i i suppose <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a darker hole to go down <laughs> yeah it is um as if this couldn't get any more bleak we we found the path but but not only did we get dark and bleak with that, we uh we also went way way over time, and uh, really appreciate the time there, John Bosch. But um, yeah, we're we'll uh, we'll just split this. We're gonna split this into two episodes because we still have a lot that we want to get to here. And uh, so there's your Corona, your COVID nineteen 
uh, response episode. We'll be right back with more with John Bosch. <laughs> 